Jimmy's Table. Hey everybody, you're listening to the Jimmy's Table podcast, jimmystable.com. I'm your host, Jimmy Humphrey, where I like to have conversations about faith, life, culture, and sometimes food. So in today's episode, episode 73, I want to make a plea to you. Just let me beg you, please, for the love of God, stay out of Facebook jail. Pretty please. But before we talk more about Facebook jail today, I thought it would be appropriate to play a small clip from the Shawshank Redemption. You know, that great prison break movie of all time. Uh, So I want to play this scene from which Red has to give his uh, parole meeting and his uh, final plea, this awesome scene. Hope you don't mind if uh, the scene quotes a little little bit of profanity. Um, so just bleep that out in your mind when you hear it playing. But uh, I'm going to play this this brief scene just because I find it so powerful and a great setup for today's show. Ellis Boyd Redding, if I'll say you've served 40 years of a life sentence, you feel you've been rehabilitated? Rehabilitated? Well, now let me see. You know, I don't have any idea what that means. Well, it means you're ready to rejoin society. I know what you think it means, Sonny. To me, it's just a made-up word. A politician's word, so that young fellows like yourself can wear a suit and a tie and have a job. What do you really want to know? Am I sorry for what I did? Well, I There's not a day goes by I don't feel regret. Not because I'm in here, because you think I should. I look back on the way I was then. A young, stupid kid who committed that terrible crime. I want to talk to him. I want to try to talk some sense to him. Tell him the way things are. But I can't. That kid's long gone. This old man is all that's left. I gotta live with that. Rehabilitated. It's just a bullshit word. So you go on and stamp your form, Sonny, and stop wasting my time. So let me ask you, have you ever ended up in Facebook jail? Or have you noticed that some of your friends and family occasionally end up in this virtual slammer? Why is this? Is it because those who do so are simply truth-tellers? And that they speak truth to power and the power simply cannot handle that truth? Or is it a vast left-wing conspiracy that Mark Zuckerberg and his powerful friends are engaged in as they attempt to suppress your freedom of speech and wage a war against the truth? Unfortunately, (laughs) this may be a shocker to you. None of this is really true. I know, there's, there's all sorts of conspiracy theories amongst people about why folks land up in Facebook jail and, you know, they come up with all these crazy concoctions 
But, you know, they never take the time to actually check out Facebook's community standards. And if you haven't done such, I would encourage you to do so. I link to this in the show notes for episode 73 and the show notes for jimmystable.com. Be sure to check it out. I link directly to Facebook's community standards. And if you were to take a read through it, and it is a bit lengthy, and, and I know we've been so programmed by Facebook to you know exist in the world of 10-second sound bites. Um, so actually reading through something like the community standards uh, might be kind of a time suck and something that we just can't do because we just want to twitch uh, with this ADD that we've all kind of built up as a result of uh, you know being exposed to so much social media. Um, and we don't have long attention spans anymore, but I digress. You're listening to a podcast, so I assume you enjoy lengthy uh, conversations about things, but uh, let's assume you don't. Well, you know, Facebook's community standards can basically be broken down into five or six uh, categories. And in today's podcast, I wish to discuss why folks end up in Facebook jail and how we can kind of avoid uh, better avoid ending up there. Um, so if you want to avoid ending up in Facebook jail, I'm going to give you some advice based off the community standards Facebook suggest, and in reference to a book that I recently read um, that I found to be pretty engaging on the topic, especially from a Christian perspective of how to never end up in Facebook jail, because let me just put this out there. I, as an evangelical, kind of right-wing-leaning type of person, have been using Facebook for, I don't know, 12 or 13 years now. I also use Twitter, also use Instagram, and uh, have dabbled in some other stuff over the years. And I gotta say, as an outspoken individual who freely expresses their opinions in very sometimes pointed and direct ways, and uh, sometimes I've been a bit outlandish in some of the things I've said, sure enough, in all the like 12 or 13 years I've been on social media, I have yet to end up in Facebook jail, Twitter jail, or have any posts deleted, censored, or any of that sort of stuff. And I have some, you know, opinions that are contrary to political dogma and political correctness. And I've been one to express those opinions over the years. Um... And I say things that would offend left-wing folks, and I say things that would offend right-wing folks. Um, so I'm sure to say something that, you know, just pisses everybody off at the end of the day. Um, and some of you don't like me for it. Um, but yet, for all the things I've said, I've somehow managed to, so far, avoid Facebook jail. So let's, let's take a quick gander, shall we, at Facebook's community standards. I'll leave you to read them, but I'll essentially boil down um, those reasons for landing in Facebook jail just by giving you my kind of summary of the community standards. So here's five different reasons that you may land in Facebook jail according to their community standards. First of all, if you don't want to land in Facebook jail, you shouldn't engage in violent or criminal behavior. That's, I think that's pretty self-explanatory, you know. Uh, you shouldn't sell drugs. <laughs> you know, you shouldn't take a picture of you breaking into somebody's house and uh, saying, hey, look at me, look what I'm doing. I th think you should do it too. Um, so don't engage in violent criminal behavior. Don't sexually harass somebody. Um, you know, don't do things like that. Don't, don't 
Don't be stupid, okay? Uh, number two, don't be engaging in behavior that threatens the safety of another individual. You probably would be advisable to not post the address of where somebody lives and share their phone number and then tell people of how you can petition that individual against the crimes that they have committed against society um, or whatever egregious thing they have said. Because the chances are if you start doing things like that, like if you were to publicly post somebody's contact information and say, hey, we can show up at ex-banker's house and protest them and threaten them with, you know, against all the violent things that they have done against individuals um, in the name of economic justice or whatever. Uh, there's, there's probably a pretty good chance um, that you will end up in Facebook jail. Number three. Probably maybe the most, number three and four, probably the most, uh, you know, controversial reasons because those controversial reasons tend to be kind of subjective and they tend to step on our toes uh, a little bit. But point number three, don't engage in cruel and insensitive hate speech. And I know that term kind of triggers you, especially some of my right-leaning friends uh, because you like to use very inflammatory, racist, bigoted, homophobic type statements. And you make such statements and it's considered hate speech. So, you know, being that Facebook wants to be a platform for, uh, you know, all intents and purposes, that's, you know, relatively safe, community free of such derogatory, uh, you know, speeches. You know, you can't go around using the N word, just so you know. Uh, and you probably should avoid uh, other such terminology having to do with individuals, you know, identity. So uh, I would say, you know, avoid the hate speech, folks. Avoid it. I know you may not feel that, you know, calling someone an N-word is a bad thing. But, you know, most, most, most civilized people, most civilized people do. And you may feel that's an attack on your right-wing freedom of speech. But, well, you know, if you were to use that word in my house, I'd probably ask you to leave too. Um, so, you know, don't be surprised if you use some derogatory slang terminology. And that derogatory slang terminology ends you up in Facebook jail. Uh, number four, don't engage in spam. Share fake news. Or create fake accounts. So, you know, there's a reason in part why the doctors in black, Dr. Judy Malkovich or whatever her last name was, um, kept having her video taken down on Facebook. You know, because one, people were posting it like it was hot. <laughs> and anytime folks just start spamming stuff, um, you know, Facebook does recognize people are just spamming the timelines and at the end of the day nobody wants spam on their timeline and Facebook wants to try to keep people from sharing spam so don't share spam don't share fake news you know don't share stuff from sources that kind of are not very credible to begin with and I know I know you may sit there and think, well, CNN and ABC and NBC are all fake news outlets and Fox News and Breitbart are the only legitimate sources of news. Um, and, you know, there may be some truth in the fact that, you know, 
CNN and NBC and some other places, you know, do post things that would be the equivalent of uh, fake news. But just as a general rule of thumb, you know, don't post links to stuff that can't basically be verified. Um, it's one thing to share an opinion out there of something that you have an opinion on that may be controversial. Um, but it's another thing just to spam um, stuff that's just straight up made up. <laughs> Yet being reported as if it were factually true. And while, you know, I know the entire, um, you know, fake news thing can be controversial. I know the entire fact check, the fact checking stuff can be controversial. And I understand, you know, there's political leanings in that stuff. And sometimes um, the facts aren't always, quote unquote, clear. Um, you know, at the end of the day, you know what you're doing. You know, you just shared something to share something without actually taking the time to verify if the source was a reliable source and if it could actually link, be linked to actual documented evidence of an event or something reported as true. Um, and I know, I know, I know you believe that miracle drug out there is out there because that one doctor stood on the courthouse steps of Washington or whatever and started you know, saying that she cured coronavirus because she, you know, shared, uh, she, uh, you know, administered some drug that she loves that nobody else seems to love and that everybody else seems to dispute. And it's all a conspiracy against, you know, big, uh, put together by big pharma and politicians that want to get rid of Donald Trump. But, you know, I know in saying that most of you just want to roll your eyes because you believe there actually already is a cure and you believe this is all just a mass conspiracy to take down Donald Trump. Um, and you may be right in some regards on some of that those points. But let's be real, folks. Let's be real. Most, most of you that are getting banned for sharing stuff like that, you're sharing something that, you know, doesn't have really that much credibility at the end of the day and frankly you share it and you really don't care because you you know already are just believing in conspiracy theories and aren't really you know attracted to the truth to begin with and so Facebook looking out for its own best interest um, you know at the end of the day bans the sharing of such things and will probably take you down if it finds that you spam uh, such things on a regular basis. So don't spam, don't share fake news, and don't create fake accounts. Shouldn't be creating fake accounts, folks. Just, just don't. Just don't. <laughs> you know, be you on Facebook. If you can't be you on Facebook, if you can't be genuine on Facebook, if you can't be a real human being on social media, I know you have some alternative perspective that you want to share and that you need to share th such through a troll account. Um, but just don't, folks. Facebook's really not trying to stick it to you. They're really not trying to deprive you of your First Amendment rights. Um, they're just trying to create a relatively safe platform that a billion people can feel comfortable getting on and so that they can mine your data and sell it to advertisers. <laughs> And they, it, their job becomes very hard to do 
um, and they have a hard time making money if people don't think accounts are legitimate um, and uh, you know advertisers don't necessarily want to be associated with a website that just pay uh, you know where people just paste uh, you know nothing but uh, information pornography at the end of the day um, so don't be an information pornography type person who just post obscene ridiculous stuff because if you do you will get in the Facebook jail slammer and then fifth the final reason that Facebook often lands people in jail uh, for content violation is because people promote material that frankly violates intellectual property rights and even though I would say Facebook can sometimes be uh, a little weak on this sort of thing I have definitely seen people who have posted things that violate uh, such and somebody eventually reports it and shocker they get taken down so be very careful in you know engaging in that sort of stuff uh, I know copyright issues can be intellectual property issues can be kind of a tricky subject to navigate um, you know when I try to open up my podcast with uh, a clip from a movie or something you know I try to make sure I comment on it in an artistic sense um, so I can get around uh, any possible copyright material violations or anything like that um, so you know be 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 judicious in your use of uh, copyrighted material if you're going to be sharing copyrighted material of course though make sure you always share those juicy memes <laughs> right uh, make sure that you always share somebody else's uh, cartoon art and stuff like that because that's really cool um, so those are the five primary reasons for landing in Facebook jail in case you didn't know and if you browse through and actually take time to read Facebook's lengthy community standards uh, you'll see a much fuller breakdown of those five categories and there's also a sixth category that I didn't mention because it's not really about jail but it has to do with accounts that have to do with minors or deceased individuals um, so don't sign up your 10 year old or your dog or a dead person for Facebook um, and don't try to use their account <laughs> on their behalf uh, that would also land you in jail but I don't think that's really a a widespread problem um, so much although I did have a friend who created a uh, Facebook account for her dog and Facebook eventually took the account down because it's like you're not a real person and she was like well yeah that's kinda true um, but I don't think that sort of uh, stuff is widespread but at the end of the day those five reasons for landing in Facebook jail I think could be summed up in two ideas one don't be a butt <laughs> don't be a butt on Facebook if, you, if you're not a butt on Facebook the chances are you're not gonna land in Facebook jail and two follow the golden rule treat others as you would want to be treated if you're not a butt and you treat others as you want to be treated I've found in the 12 or 13 years that I've uh, been on social media even though I haven't always uh, you know quite frankly engaged in social media uh, by trying to avoid being a butt and treating others as I want to be treated um, I've not always lived up to that um, but even still even on my worst moments on social media um, you know I try to keep it relatively civil folks and I think if you try to keep it relatively civil you'll probably go far and not getting banned 
uh, by Facebook. Um, now I realize, of course, uh, sometimes the the Facebook jail thing happens in a very arbitrary thing manner. Uh, you know, they do have robots and programs and algorithms that kind of you know try to use some artificial intelligence to analyze automatically who gets banned on Facebook. And sometimes those algorithms and robots malfunction, and Facebook has admitted as much. Um, but, you know, so sometimes some of these things happen automatically without some sort of human interaction. However, Facebook does also have a team of moderators whose job it is to sit there all day and decide based off their subjective um, interpretation of Facebook's um, community standards that some people, you know, should land in Facebook jail for violating those standards. Um, and that's how those things are decided. And sometimes that process gets messy. Sometimes it gets very seemingly arbitrary. And sometimes it definitely seems to lean in the opinion of some um, one political way versus another. So I understand, you know, some people have some difficulties with that. But I will say in spite of those difficulties, in spite of the arbitrary nature of such and in spite of of, um, you know, the computer algorithm sometimes just automatically locking people out of their accounts. You know, if you follow those five rules according to Facebook, you should never land in Facebook jail if you follow their community standards. Next, you might ask, well, how long does Facebook jail last for? And, you know, I've not been able to find a definitive list of sentencing guidelines on Facebook I tried to search around. I tried to even use Google to search Facebook to see if I could find a definitive list somewhere of, you know, who gets banned for how long for what infraction. And I couldn't find anything. However, I did find reported across numerous websites, uh, including one that I list in the show notes at jimmystable.com for episode 73, that uh, Facebook jail can last anywhere from a few hours to a full month. Or even if you violate the terms bad enough, um, you know, it can last forever. The, the lasting forever tends to come from um, people who have either just numerous violations of Facebook community standards or they tend to be outright um, like domestic terroristic hate groups and things like that. Like the KKK can't have a Facebook page from my understanding. Neither can Al-Qaeda. Um, so if you're Al-Qaeda or, uh, or KKK, you're probably not going to uh, get a Facebook page, um, or at least very long. Uh, but most people tend to be in Facebook jail just for a couple hours um, or you know, as long as a month. Although in my experience, the people I know that get ba banned from Facebook jail... Most of it tends to be on the longer side lately, but the people that I know that get from banned from Facebook have tend to been repeat offenders as well. So it's no surprise that every time somebody, sometimes like me, uh, reports people for violating uh, Facebook community standards, and, and I do that quite a bit, by the way, because I'm kind of tired of all the craziness that happens on Facebook. Um, <laughs> you know, sometimes that does happen, and people do report folks, and they do get banned. Um, and sometimes I have friends and family that I report, just, just so you know. Um, but I do kind of get tired of all the, the vitriol, um, and I want Facebook, personally, 
um, to, to be a, a safe place, a place where people can come and express ideas freely and discuss things as they see it and to share pictures of food and cats and dogs and family vacations or even political and religious opinions that differ from my own. But I am a narc and I will report you. Um, <laughs> I'm just being honest, folks. Um, but, you know, at the end of the day, um, you can be banned from Facebook. It is hard to find the list anywhere that says how long it will be. Um, and there is good news. Bans on Facebook, those decisions can be appealed. Facebook does have a form or email that you can send to to try to appeal um, those bans. But from what I understand based off my research, it can be kind of hard to win those appeals from Facebook jail. Um, in part because the sentences are usually so brief that by the time you go through the appeals process, you will have already been reinstated on Facebook. Um, but also at the same time, even for the longer bans, Facebook gets so many requests for people to have their bans uh, appealed that you know they just can't get to them all. Uh, and they're making very quick and arbitrary uh, decisions. And uh, so sometimes, you know, th those, those, those appeals don't, don't, don't hold up. But there are people who, who do, you know, win their appeals. But I will say, it seems like they are few and far in between. So I've talked about the reasons for landing in Facebook jail. I've talked about how long Facebook jail lasts for. Now I want to talk about how to really avoid Facebook jail. And I don't just mean by, um, you know, adhering to their community standards um, and not being a butt munch and treating people kindly. Um, but uh, I, I really want to talk about briefly now uh, a book that I'm just finishing reading. I just have one more chapter to go. It's been a pretty good book. It's by Christian author Ed Stetzer, I'm sorry, Ed Stetzer, in uh, his book, uh, Ed Stetzer wrote uh, the book, Christians in the Age of Outrage, How to Bring Our Best When the World is at Its Worst, uh, to which I have a link in the show notes to the Amazon page that you can buy it on. Um, I think this is a pretty good book, and I think it's a must-read, uh, whether you're Christian or not, um, but I think it's definitely written from a Christian perspective, although I think even non-Christians would get something out of it. Um, but, you know, in his book, Ed Stetzer talks about how Christians uh, can civilly engage our world on social media in a Christ-like manner. Stetzer makes a number of great points in his book, um, especially in regard how to conduct yourself in a Christian manner in the context of social media, uh, in a way that would ultimately honor Christ. Um, and of the numerous points he makes in his book, there are three that are my favorite. The first point is to simply remember that everyone is created in the quote-unquote imagio Dei, or the image of God. Um, and as individuals created in the image and likeness of God, that we should recognize that all individuals are worthy of honor, decency, respect, um, and they need to be treated in the same way that you would treat God himself. And often we forget about that perspective and we operate our lives as if individuals are not created in the image and likeness of God and that aren't inherently um, worthy of uh, respect and 
honor. And as a result, we start treating people like crap. We start hurling insults at them. We start um, treating them and, and engaging in their uh, opinions about you know various affairs um, as if they are just libtards and snowflakes that we need to own. Well, let me just tell you, folks, we don't need to own the libs. We don't need to treat people as if they are snowflakes. We don't need to sit there and, and just chide at people and teach them, uh, treat them in a derogatory manner. Instead, we need to treat people with the, the kindness and respect and honor uh, that is even due to God himself. We need to treat people as our fellow image bearers um, and as individuals who are created in the image of God, we need to learn to see the image of God in other people because, frankly, the disrespect that we show people, the harsh treatment we show people, um, the terrible behavior that we uh, treat people with, um, you know, is often as a result of us forgetting that we are looking at somebody who is created in the image of God. Instead, we see them as animals, uh, animals that we can push and objects that we can vilify. So part of our problem is that we have a theology problem at the end of the day. Um, we fail to see people as Christ would see them, as God would see them. And our ability to treat them well is directly tied to our ability to see them in the image of God. And when we fail to treat people well, um, it's ultimately a breakdown of our perspective to see people as created in the image and likeness of God. So we need to remember that in all of our various interactions with people, both in person and on social media. Point number two that Stetzer makes in Christians in an age of outrage, we need to be mission-minded. At the end of the day, we are ambassadors of Christ who are trying to reconcile the world unto Christ. Um, and we need to remember the great commission that we have been called to make disciples of all nations. Um, and to baptize them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, and all that goes with that. So when we're engaged in social media, when we're sharing our opinions on everything from whether or not you should eat a well-done steak with ketchup to who you should vote for as the next president of the United States and why, um, to sharing cat pictures, <laughs> we need to, at the end of the day, be mission-minded and realize that uh, the call as a disciple of Jesus Christ to make others disciples is something that should impact every single thing we do um, from, the day, from the moment we wake up every morning to the moment we lay our head uh, on our bed pillow at night. That all things that we do with our work, all things that we do with our free time, all things that we do on social media is ultimately geared towards making disciples of all nations. And often on Facebook, we kind of have this cognitive dissonance of that. And we suffer a disconnect in our minds um, from the fact that God has called us to make disciples of all nations. And we think we can set that aside in some arbitrary manner. And that the, the rules of our faith and the teachings of Jesus um, and the mission that he has called us to somehow don't apply to our online lives and our online selves and we experience a disconnect from that, and we have forgotten the mission to which God has called us to. As a result, we need, according to Stetzer, um, to remember the purpose of God in our lives um, as we live out our lives as ambassadors for Christ's sake. 
and to remember that all that we do on social media is ultimately for Christ's sake. So let us be mission-minded when we're on Facebook. Um, and I think if we do, we'll um, you know, realize that we don't have a place for sharing and expressing our opinions and a lot of the things that we do. Um, because of those things often rob us of the opportunity to walk out the mission to which you and I have ultimately been called as followers of Jesus Christ. Number three, we need to make sure that we post content in a manner that is consistent with what Ed Stetzer calls a winsome love. And that word winsome may be a little unfamiliar to you, so let me read you a, a brief dictionary definition of winsome. So the word winsome basically means um, to have an attractive or appealing um, appearance or character. In other words, there's something about that you that's appealing, it's, you're engaging, you're charming. There's an attractiveness about how you uh, present yourself. And if you and I are, you know, to love Jesus and to love God and to love our neighbors as ourselves, according to Ed Stetzer, we need to have this winsome love, this, this charming sort of love. Uh, and he gives a great example of even how we can, you know, engage in this winsome love, um, kind of with uh, uh, an example that he saw with Ronald Reagan. Um, when Ronald Reagan was engaged in his political debates back in the day, um, Ronald Reagan um, was charged with a lot of harsh things by some of his political opponents when he was running for president. Uh, and instead of just sitting there and blasting somebody in a Donald Trump-like manner um, and handing them a new one and just, you know, just, just totally slashing that person uh, to pieces, you know, he would say, you know, clever things like, well, there you go again, um, <laughs> you know, and, and, you know, so he, he found something in the disposition of Ronald Reagan and his uh, handling of his uh, political opponents at times that he, he found to, to demonstrate this sort of charming sort of manner in which Reagan was able to defeat his political opponents in a way that made itself very appealing to, to everybody's uh, sensibilities. And I think instead of being these type of people who, you know, just speak the truth in love and just have to give you a piece of my mind, um, and having these, these angry preacher type folks who do nothing but yell hellfire and brimstone type stuff about why they're so pissed off at everything all the time in the name of Jesus, we need to have a more charming, alluring, casual um, way of presenting the truth in a manner that is appealing. Because if you're really looking to state your position on something and you really believe something is the truth and that, you know, people should believe those things, maybe you need to do so in a way that makes somebody saying, huh, you know, I kind of like what he says there. Uh, instead of sitting there saying, I'm going to own the libs and trigger all these snowflakes. Because can you kind of see how that would be hard to to win somebody to your position um, by trying to constantly own them. <laughs> Not too many people have ever been won to another school of thought um, by somebody just, you know, trying to mop the floor with them. 
and I think we forget that. And instead, we choose to to own the libs and trigger the snowflakes. And uh, then we're kind of surprised when we take that up, you know, mindset that such a mindset ends up uh, getting us locked in the clink with Andy Dufresne um, and Shawshank Redemption. And like Red, we kind of like sit there and think that maybe we're here for reasons a little bit more arbitrary than the fact that we committed a crime. Um, when in fact, you know, maybe we need to kind of reflect like Red did in the Shawshank Redemption and realize, you know, that young man that ended up in jail, he was stupid. And I need, I wish I could talk some sense in him because frankly, when it comes down to it, my personal experience, um, and I say this about even people that I love and care for, friends and family that I've known who end up in Facebook jail, and I say this as somebody who's never ended up in Facebook jail, the reason you're ending up in Facebook jail at the end of the day is because you're not engaging the world with wisdom. Instead, you're engaging the world in stupidity, uh, and you're being kind of an ass. So, if I can say that kind of an ass in a Christ-like way, um, you know, forgive me if you don't think that you can't, but uh, I'm really not trying to swear, folks. But at the end of the day, some of you are just being that. And you're obtuse to the fact because you're so in love with your ego and your pride and your position that you're not willing to lay those things down and to act in a Christ-like manner. And uh, even though acting like Jesus, you know, eventually may get you killed, it, it acting like Jesus got Jesus killed. Um, but, you know, at the same time, he also became uh, the Lord and Savior of the entire world and has influenced billions of people to follow him throughout the history of the world. Um, and uh, there is something about that winsome love that Christ often, uh, you know, demonstrated in his own life and ministry um, that won and influenced people in a powerful and profound way. And I'm just going to toss that out there, that maybe if you want to not end up in Facebook jail, we should be a little bit more like Jesus. Shouldn't we? Just a little bit, right? Well, but some of you, at the end of the day, sadly, aren't really interested in being like Jesus. You may cheerlead Jesus, but when it comes to actually applying the teachings of Jesus to your life and in your conduct and cultivating the fruit of the Spirit, fruits such as love, patience, kindness, gentleness, things like that, against which things there are no law, according to the, the Apostle Paul, there's no law against being loving or kind or patient or gentle with other folks. But instead of, you know, acting according to the dictates of the fruit of the Spirit and cultivating that in your life, you've cultivated this brash, Rush Limbaugh, Alex Jones-type persona. Um, and as a result, you kind of suffer for it. And rightfully so. So everybody, this has been Jimmy Humphrey, Jimmy'sTable.com, episode 73. Please, folks... Stay out of Facebook jail. You don't need to end up there, and it's actually pretty easy to avoid. Um, and it's easy to avoid because 
frankly, if you don't just act like a butt munch, if you maybe act a little bit more like Jesus, you won't end up there. So everybody email me, jimmy at jimmystable.com. Reach out to me. I'm on Twitter. I'm on Facebook. Um, you can email me directly. I would love for you to leave a review of this podcast. Be sure to subscribe. Uh, it's on Apple, Google, Spotify, Stitcher, and all the other fun places that podcasts are found. If the place that you listen to this podcast allows you to leave a review, uh, please be sure to leave me that five-star review. Um, like I say, don't leave me that three-star review. I don't want your three-star review. I want your five-star review. <laughs> uh, anyway, everybody, this has been Jimmy Humphrey, jimmystable.com, where I'm having conversations about faith, life, culture, and sometimes food. Take care, everybody. God bless. And have a good one. Do you see the light? What light? Have you seen the light? Yes! Yes! I have seen the light! Air smudge.